Hey everybody, CNote here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is all about mental health empowerment. Today on the show, we're going to talk about how support needs strength. This is something that has clicked with me this morning as we've been going through a lot of these uh, basically two weeks of protests with Black Lives Matter, which is important and it's important to say Black Lives Matter. And to also know that us as creators, as supporters, as uh whether we're people of, of a different race or a different lifestyle or a different country or a different situation, and we're trying to lend support, that support requires strength. And what that means is that for us to be our best selves for others, we need to be the best self for ourselves. Uh, this goes beyond self-care. This is more about talking about the identity relationship to self and how staying strong and true to ourselves allows us to properly support other people. So let's hit the button, do the thing, and break it down here on Dopamine. Let's go. Drums, All right, welcome back to Dopamine. Thank you for joining me on this episode. If this is your second or third time listening to this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe to this episode, or to this podcast rather, and leave a rating and review that helps spread the word of this podcast. I know that we've been going around the world a little bit more in terms of uh, getting um, you know, the voice of dopamine heard around the world, and that means a lot to me. Uh, that means everything to know that people are listening to uh, some of my message of empowerment, listening to my personal story, and resonating or sharing it. So one of the best things you can do is to subscribe and then leave a rating and review and then also share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. So today I want to talk about the importance of Black Lives Matter, but really it's about the importance of supporting yourself in an effort to support something happening at large. Uh, I know a lot of us have commitments to the bigger picture in terms of political ideologies or religions or uh, movements, etc. And really, movements are made up of individuals. And the challenge with that is that movements are typically fighting some sort of oppression. With Black Lives Matter, I think a lot of the oppressions that they're, they've been facing for centuries and that a lot of us have been dealing with with our own versions of oppression and our own versions of what we've experienced and how we can help people move forward uh, lends to that story. And for something like Black Lives Matter, there are a lot of people in particular, and I should be blunt and say there are a lot of white people in particular, who are struggling to find ways to support. And the sphere that I'm around and what I find myself most um, aware of is entrepreneurs, uh, particularly young women. Uh, around my age, 30 years old, I'm 34, but there are a lot of women around in their late 20s, early 30s, who are trying to build a business and who are struggling with finding ways to support Black Lives Matter, to support Black creators, to support uh, Black Americans in the movement that is happening right now to be, you know, quote unquote, anti-racist. And I use that term because that's the public term for, for what's happening right now. And I, that's why I put it in the quotes, by the way. So when it comes to what's happening, there's a lot of guilt being pushed around. 
there's a lot of of specific action coming from a variety of people meaning that there is not entirely a singular conviction though it's sort of a general push uh, back against the oppression of what's been happening particularly with police and what happens is that there are micro expressions of convictions and how we are supposed to behave or how we are supposed to support so uh, a lot of us are dealing with this struggle of how do we support in the way that's effective, but is the right thing to do. Now, one of the things that I talk about when it comes to like having your own business and trying to formulate your own identity is that it is about that kind of work. It's about formulating your identity, your sense of self. What is your mission? What is your call to create? I've talked about that on past episodes. And understanding that mission is what allows for someone to not be pushed around and taken advantage of, regardless of the situation that's happening. I feel that ideologies become ideologies when it's a runaway train. And I fear for that happening with even something like Black Lives Matter. This is not a criticism of what Black Lives Matter is, so much as it is a criticism of what it could become if we are not careful. And... Uh, Molly and I just recently watched the Hunger Games series over again, uh, with which you can draw as many parallels as you'd like. But there's basically the ultimate... And spoiler for the Hunger Games if you haven't seen it. It's been a few years, but you know you should have caught up by now. That basically at the end, the tide turns, and who we thought was the enemy the entire time, turns out there's another person trying to rise to power, trying to do the same thing. So to me, that represents you know, rep oppression as an entity, as a concept, as a whole, and that oppression can be a transfer of power, that we think of the oppressed as a singular entity or a singular idea or a singular other, when really it is more of a concept. And oppression dissipates with the effort that we put into our individual selves. If we just become a movement based on a whole bunch of bodies following uh, vague truths, then we become this symbiote of an idea as opposed to individuals believing and embodying an idea and an idea. So when I talk about it in relation to Black Lives Matter, and again, this is not a criticism of the movement, but a careful cautionary tale of what it could become if we're not careful, is that, you know, any movement, any conviction becomes a runaway train after a while. And if we're not making sure to stop, to focus on each other, to make sure that we're, we're, we're taking care of ourselves and providing the proper support, sometimes that means challenging each other. That means we're going to prevent it from becoming a runaway train and we can actually get where we need to go and do the things proper so that we don't become the same as the other. So that you know, black lives, black oppression doesn't become the opposite it doesn't become the oppressor and doesn't become this reverse ideology of making the other side suffer for what we've suffered for. And that ends up hurting the bottom line of essentially being a morally good, lovely, you know, wonderful person. So there's a lot of nuance there. That's really difficult to talk about, but this is my platform. So I'm going to do what I can to talk about it. And the challenge is a lot of people have their own platforms and they have their own expressions. And I think what becomes muddled is that when you're trying to claim someone else's expression as yours, or trying to just copy and paste someone else's ideology into your feed, for example, it becomes a situation where 
someone else has ownership of those words. So you have to get it right. You have to be per- perfect. You have to make sure that you're representing that perfect per- that person perfectly well. And if you are able to take it and learn and pay attention to what's happening in the world, paying attention to black lives, paying attention to what's happening, what has happened, and what the hopes are and hope the dreams are, you can filter that through your being, filter that who you are, whether that's through your thoughts or feelings, being able to represent that in a way that is going to be actually helpful and palatable to the people that already follow you. It's not the same thing as just saying, I'm going to say what I want and you can just take it. It's about actually absorbing what is being said and finding a way to represent it through who you are. And that involves knowing who you are. That's why self-work is important in the process of building your own business and building your own ideas. Because if you are trying to build something that's important to you, it has to inherently have you in it. So for you, for anyone, support requires strength, strength of self. So we've talked about self-care on this podcast. People talk about self-care all the time. And I think that's what's missing is that we revert to those ideas in the midst of this, where we say, you know, I need to take a rest, I need to take a break, I can't handle all the stress, I can't handle all the anxiety, it's too big, it's bigger than me, I can't save the world, I can't do all of that. And all of those things are true. But at the same time, expressing that can also be inconsiderate in the moments where everyone is exhausted, everyone's doing the best they can, everyone's trying really hard. But what we really need to do is that slow down that self care is in service of self-growth and of of self-reassurance. It's about planting your feet so that you can actually stand your guard and stand your ground and support in a meaningful, identity-focused, individualized, powerful way. So again, it's not about just copying and pasting and lending your sense of self to someone else. You're not being a clone of someone else. You're not trying to embody what it means to be a black person in America. It's about being if you're a white person that is trying to understand what is happening, it's about filtering and being honest about your experience and your sense of self. Because what we're dealing with and what I'm talking about when it comes to self supersedes the idea of race. And that's one of the challenges that we as a society need to work through is that race is a construct of interpretations within you know, this version of society. It's not to say that it wouldn't happen if it was a different kind of society, but these are surface level expressions and acknowledgements of who we are as people. I've talked about it before that personality and what I talk about when it comes to personality and personal development and empowerment, personality development is a tip of the iceberg of who you are as a person. There's other ways of thinking about who you are. There's levels of of transcendence and being and being a human being and and simply just like the physical also eating and sleeping and all of that stuff that supersede the idea of personality personality is the tip of the iceberg but race and gender and all of those sort of surface level constructs are a snowflake on the top of the iceberg it doesn't mean much in the grand scheme of things Unfortunately, however, so much has been done in service of that little snowflake and sliver of who we are that we have to pay attention to it. So when I talk about, I encourage people who are doing personality work, whether that's understanding themselves or other people or trying to become a teacher in this, that this work is important. It's important to be 
careful of how we express ourselves. It's important to make sure that when we're learning this, that we're not making stereotype judgments the same way that we would about race or gender, that this isn't about just saying you're an INTP, therefore you're always going to be this, but that being an INTP is the first layer of understanding the depth of the iceberg of who you are as a person, that the way that I think is part of who I am, but people commend me all the time for being a particular type of INTP or commend other INTPs for being who they are. And we're all going to bring different strengths to the table. So it's about understanding and identifying and honoring the self for who you are so that you can actually lend those gifts to other people in need. This is my way of doing it. I do it on Instagram. I do it on Twitter. I do it on my email and I do it on this podcast or on YouTube to be able to express who I am, to express my experiences so that I can encourage others to be their individualized self. It's not about moving a doctrine forward or creating a religion around something or creating an ideology. Ideologies form when we submit our sense of self to others. And we are bigger, we are bolder than that. We have greater ideas than that. So support doesn't necessarily mean submitting who you are as a person, but it means understanding your identity enough to know that this is something important that you care about and you can lend your full self to them. You're not just a disembodied person lending your skin to someone else. You are a fully able-bodied identity, ego, a person, an identity, that a consciousness that is contributing to a bigger movement, to a bigger idea, to a bigger idea, to a bigger uh, ideal, in a sense. And for me, that's empowerment, knowing your sense of self, and being able to move forward and support people with all of who you are. That to me is empowerment, submitting yourself to others or reacting instead of responding, and backing down if somebody tells you you're not supporting the right way, or you're not doing things like the way that they would like you to. That's dramatic. That is a drama response that is not helpful. Either they're trying to be a villain to you, you're trying to be a hero to them, or somebody in this is trying to play the victim. In the end, it's okay to challenge people. It's okay to coach people. It's okay to be a creator of your own vision in support of other people's visions. The idea is this notion of empowerment. And empowerment is about full identity and responsibility of the self. So take who you are, go forward, and create positive change based on your experiences and what it is that you offer. It doesn't have to look a certain way. It doesn't have to be a certain way. We all play different roles. So if you think about it in terms of uh, military terms, not everyone's going to be on the front line. You need artillery. You need generals. You need different people playing different roles and doing different things. Otherwise, you're going to get mowed down. The other way to look at it is is to think about your sense of self in relation to the picture as a whole and how that plays into the roles that we play in life. So we can think about it in, in the sense of like hero archetypes, right? You can think about, we are not always going to be the hero of our story, especially not every moment of every day. I think that causes so much stress that we think about us needing to be the face of everything, especially today on social media and being, um, creators, being people that are trying to build something, trying to make something meaningful, that we are 
people that are trying to, you know, we need to put out a statement. Every single person needs to quote unquote, put out a PR statement, right? And that's just not how that works. That's, we're not companies, we're individuals. If you're representing a company, then you have to think about it in a different way. But if you're representing yourself as a person, you need to support by being supportive. Sometimes that means playing a support role and you're not going to be the hero of the story. Sometimes you are going to be a challenger in the story. You're going to be the coach or the guide. You're going to be someone that is going to be pushing someone, helping them train, helping them figure something out, helping them learn. Maybe you're providing tools. Maybe you're providing sustenance. Maybe you're providing shelter. You know, maybe you're just providing support, moral support. You know, there are a million ways in which you can support a cause, an organization, a religion, something, a political party, even something that's important to you. But the thing that is number one, when it comes to the empowerment dynamic is that there is no room for victim mentalities and there is no room for attachment to the outcome of the specific thing that you do. So when you are trying to coach, when you are trying to challenge someone and you are trying to be a creator, the idea is that it doesn't matter if you get accolades or if you get shot down, everything that you get is feedback positive or negative. It is fuel. It is support for what it is that you're learning and you're doing. And so if, if I can provide a specific term, the idea is non-judgment, non-judgment of the self. That's how you learn how to be a better sense of yourself is to not judge yourself for what you are or are not doing correctly. And, you know, that's one of the battles that we face as a whole when we are trying to put our words out there, when we're trying to support a big cause like Black Lives Matter, because this is a big thing. This is a big deal. This is a big movement. This is something that, you know, in my perspective, being someone that has had my own stories around race, being a Puerto Rican man, you know, this is bigger than just ideologies. This is bigger than politics. This is bigger than America in a lot of ways. And what we need to do is treat it that way. And so we need to treat it with care. We need to work on our own individual growth and strengths. If you're a white person struggling how to promote and support and encourage, that maybe means that you have a shaky sense of self that you need to work on in order to provide that footing and grounding. If Literally, if you think about structures, if chairs have weak supports, they will not stand. So you need to be a strong support. You need to be a strong leg in the chair or the table or whatever. In the foundation of a building, you need strong supports. And if you are not a strong support, then you're not the right fit for the job. And that's okay. Again, it's about non-judgment. If you're not there, you're not there. Be where you are and allow yourself to be where you are. That means that if you're trying to build a business, you're trying to support people, you're trying to do good work, and you're not quite where you are, where you want to be, that's what stress is. That's what anxiety is. Anxiety and stress is basically tension between two points that are not in the same place, where you are and where you'd like to be. And what we can do to center that, to get ourselves focused, to get ourselves in a place that's going to allow for forward movement is to recognize where we are how we are, who we are, and how we can support each other going forward.
All right. So thank you for listening to this episode. I hope that made some sense. If you're still struggling with that, you can totally talk to me. I'm open to discussion at dopaminepodcast at gmail.com. We're trying to expand a little bit and trying to get other voices as a part of what dopamine is. So it's not just me as this thing. That's kind of part of the big picture vision. So keep an eye on for keep an eye out for some of those transitions that are going to be happening in the near future. Uh, for now, if you want to support, you can go to dopamine.life. We've got programs, we've got articles, we've got other podcast episodes. We have empowerment kits available. If you know your personality type, you can select an empowerment kit, which is a 30-minute breakdown of your personality type with a bunch of advice, uh, breakdown of cognitive functions, what it means in di- what each cognitive function means in different positions in your cognitive stack. And if you don't know your personality type in the Myers-Briggs system, you can take our personality chatbot test, uh, which is still in beta, but it's been pretty successful so far. So go check that out. And if you have any questions about that, again, you can hit us up at dopaminepodcast at gmail.com. Ultimately, one of the main ideas is that if you want one-on-one support, you can contact me again at dopaminepodcast at gmail.com or through our website. There is a link to sign up for a profiling session. So if you sign up, sign up for a profiling session, dopamine.life slash profiling session. You can do a one-on-one chat with me to work out your <clears throat> your um, per, your Myers-Briggs personality type. And usually with that comes some coaching and advice uh, to help center yourself, define your sense of normal, and move forward and take control of your future. So with all of that said, uh, dopamine.life slash profiling session to go sign up for that today. Uh, I've got testimonials that are up on other websites and things like that, other podcast episodes, things like that. If you have questions, again, dopaminepodcast at gmail.com. I hope that you are doing the best that you can to support your sense of self and to support others, to love yourself, to love other people, and to just take a break and breathe. But then also, if you are not where you want to be, that's totally fine. What we're trying to remove is self-judgment from that. And just acknowledgement is the first thing you need to do. Uh, We're going to talk more about that on future episodes. I've got all sorts of topics I want to break down. But with all of that said, uh, like, subscribe, all the good things. And um, yeah, that's it. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. See ya.